Hey there, beautiful people. Tracy here, and welcome back to the Contrast Project Lounge, the companion podcast to the wildly popular YouTube channel, The Contrast Project. We've gotten all of our episodes of Season 2 on our YouTube channel, Off the Ground, and I can't wait to share with you all of our upcoming shows, which you may know, airs every Thursday. A new episode every single week from now until the end of 2021. You'll get regular updates as well as real-time shenanigans right here on the lounge. Let's do this. Before we get started, I wanted to just check in with you guys and see how your mental health and well-being is doing during this troubling time in in not only just the pandemic but everything that's going on in the world right now it's a really crazy time we've got the earthquake in haiti the trouble in the tropics we've got the pacific northwest that's burning to the ground we have the the troop withdrawals in afghanistan and people are sensitive to all this stuff but I want to particularly address our frontline workers, our first responders, people that are being forced into quarantine because of exposure, um, and, and, and those that are working you know, tirelessly in the ICUs and the hospitals. The numbers are spiking like insane in hospitals in several states. I'm in uh, Florida. We're based out of Florida. And Florida is one of the hot zones, what they're calling a hot vax summer. Uh, We have uh, uh, tens of thousands of people every single day in the United States now being diagnosed as being positive for COVID. And the new Delta variant is affecting so many children at a time when people are sending their children to school. We've got thousands of kids in the state of Florida alone uh, that are testing positive after only a few days in class. And, And I keep hearing, you know, some people that are just very defiant saying that, well, you know, most people, you know, they get a little, you know, they get a little sick and then they just go home. Yeah, well, that may be true, but we're still losing people on a daily basis uh, in the nation. And it's not being handled very well. I think what happened uh, is uh, early on, a lot of people thought that this thing was leveling off and they dropped their guard a little bit because of finances and started opening up venues and opening up restaurants and opening up this and that. And people were starting to congregate closely and throwing caution to the wind. And they weren't exercising social distancing They weren't exercising wearing of the masks, and you still have a large portion of the population who are anti-vaxxers, and they think that they're losing their uh, freedoms. That, That is crazy thinking 
with this particular virus because it is spreading like wildfire. Uh, the Delta variant is more uh, transmissible than the previous variant of the virus. And so now we're starting to see children wind up in the hospital. Children wind up in the ICU. Hospitals across the country, several states, Florida being one of the hot zones, hospitals are filling up to capacity. Most hospitals are already reporting, and this is coming from not the media, but from me personally talking to persons working on the front lines. The hospital is full. They've already had problems in Texas having to airlift a small child to another city because there was no ICU bed available for that child. And it's happening in Florida. We just had a report of several thousand children that tested positive for COVID in Central Florida. And I want to say Central West. I want to say Tampa, in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, this is not acceptable. This is not acceptable. Uh, the governor in Florida is totally dropping the ball on this. The governor in Texas is totally dropping the ball on this. He just tested positive. Alabama has absolutely no more ICU beds available. 95% or more of the patients that are COVID positive in the hospital are unvaccinated. So we're seeing that we already know that people that do have the vaccine, it's it's working. It's working. It their symptoms are less. They're staying in the hospital fewer days and they're going home. And that's okay. They're 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 going home. But we have the other people who may be immunocompromised. They may be elderly or they may be young. Uh, in the beginning of this pandemic, it, it, we were really concerned about the elderly patients, but now it's something else. So we've got the start of the school year, and now young parents, young and old, parents of children going back to school who are standing on two different sides of the aisle. They want their kids to wear a mask, or they don't want their kids to wear a mask. And all of the people that seem to don't want to wear the mask are of the anti-vask persuasion. Uh, they're the ones that are arguing that their freedoms are being infringed upon. So you've got stress on both sides. And I can see that. You, you have a choice. You do. You do. You have a choice. You're on the one side. You don't want your kids to wear a mask every day, and you don't want them to do this and that and everything. Or 
you're one of those people that puts the mask on your kid every time they go to the bus stop. And and, and there's a there's a level of stress there that's causing you some angst. You may already be uh, experiencing some issues with your employment. Uh, you've been locked up in the house for, I don't know, what, 17 months? Um, and you may have actually gone back to work. And now your employer is bringing back those stringent guidelines where you have to wear a mask, you, you have to show that you've been vaccinated, you have to do this, you have to do that. I, I, I get it. There's a lot of stress out there, especially for young parents. But there's stress out there for the rest of us. And if you're, you're experiencing enough stress to where it's causing you emotional distress and you're experiencing anxiety, you're ex- experiencing depression, uh, if you already have existing depression, this is just a Kickstarter. And it's, it's something that a lot of people are having issues with right now. If you, if you are experiencing these problems, and if you think that you can, uh, you know, go ahead and, and, and calm yourself down by talking to friends and family, go ahead and do that. Reach out to your friends and family. Talk to them. If it's something that cannot be fixed with simple conversation with friends and family, well, then you need to seek out some professional help. I highly recommend seeking out professional help. In our uh, first episode of the uh, second season, I had a long discussion with uh, Dr. Tracy Paulson. You can look that up on our YouTube channel. Uh, We talked about that. We talked about anxiety, PTSD, uh, 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 people that are having possible suicidal ideations because of this, you know, uh, pandemic. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to check in with you guys on a regular basis here on the lounge. Uh, It may not be every episode, but we will check in with you just to see how you're doing. Uh, are you doing okay? Are you talking to your friends? Are you talking to your family? Are you calling your neighbors? Are you, you know, seeing a therapist? I certainly hope that you are, and uh, I would love to hear your comments. Um, So, you know, just take care of each other. You know, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And, uh, you know, we'll get through this together as a team. And we'll meet up on the other side. Coming up in the uh, next segment, we got a lot to talk about. A great big old onion that needs to be peeled. Critical race theory. It's nothing new. It's been around for about 40 years. David Miguel Gray, assistant professor of philosophy at the University of Memphis, says that critical race theory is a field of intellectual inquiry that demonstrates the legal codification of racism in America. 
there are five principles of critical race theory. The core core tenets. Race is a social construct. Many CRT scholars contend that race is not biologically real, as demonstrated in the Human Genome Project, but rather a social construct. According to scholars Richard Delgado and Jean Stefanico, race is the product of social thought and is not connected to biological reality. Number two, the centrality of racism. Many CRT scholars, they contend that racism isn't just based on the actions of individuals, you know, uh, a few bad apples, but rather that racism is embedded in America's culture society, and legal codes. Racism and prejudice exists everywhere in American life, from the workplace to schools and businesses. Number three, commitment to social justice. CRT seeks to address why racial disparity exists in America so to eradicate racism and eliminate oppression. A group of legal scholars in 1993 identified the end goal of critical race theory to go beyond just eliminating racial oppression and rather seeking to eliminate all oppression. The group wrote, The interests of all people of color necessarily require not just adjustments within the established hierarchies, but a challenge to hierarchy itself. Number four, the importance of experienced knowledge. CRT scholars explain that experiences, storytelling, biographies, parables, uh, narratives, family histories, you know, the list goes on and on and on, of people of color are crucial to understanding racism and changing the American society for the better. Number five, an interdisciplinary perspective. CRT contends that there is no answer or one path to freedom. Instead, CRT says that we all ought to use all the tools we have to help educate individuals and fight for liberation. In fact, that same group of scholars in 1993 explained that CRT is interdisciplinary and eclectic, meaning it borrowed from a number of traditions, such as feminism. So why are we all of a sudden concerned with the trending issue in the news and especially, you know, all over the country that CRT is being asked to be taught in our K through 12 school discussions. Now, it's a uh, CRT is a complex issue. So I, I personally think that the, the core of the theory 
does need to be taught in in younger aged classes K through 12 however it needs to be taught in a basic level that these children can understand uh, it is so complex that it it, it it really needs over a course of many years to be built upon build in layers uh, because uh, the critical race theory, if you go back and you look at it, uh, going back 40 years, it, it is a very complex structure. Uh, but the, the, the basics, the core of it, yes, this needs to be taught to our children. They need to understand what history really is. And what really happened in this country, uh, particularly in the South, um, uh, far too often, uh, people in the South uh, neglected to teach their children what actually happened in the South in those early days. They, they don't tell their kids what happened, what went on. They don't tell children about these statues that are erected for these Confederate traitors. They don't tell people, they don't tell their children about these schools and buildings and thoroughfares and roads that were named after racist pigs that held slaves and and part of that is part and parcel of this critical race theory in schools and why they are being held back why they were held back why their family was held back from furthering themselves in a society that claimed to be free. It just doesn't make sense. And it's an unfortunate situation that far too many people in the South, especially, uh, want to tell their children, you know, ah, we're not going to talk about that. We don't want to talk about that. Uh I grew up in that society. I grew up in that culture. Uh, nobody talked about uh, the black struggles during the 60s when I was growing up. Nobody talked about it. And these are, these are things that are important to move our culture forward. These are so important. And... Uh, I, I hate it when people try to tell us, people like myself, and I'm not going to say woke. I'm not woke. I'm just a white guy, okay? Uh, they talk about us, you know, feeling white guilt. You know what? You, you know that white guilt thing? You keep, you want to throw that on me? You can kiss my butt. Uh, 
I'm not feeling guilt over it. Uh, it had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with my parents that I know of. Uh, but I am very much aware of the problems, the situations, the legal ramifications. I am totally aware of all of that. I am. I don't have I don't have white guilt and I, I, that is absolutely not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is understanding what my brown and black brothers and sisters went through during the 60s when I was sitting in my all-white classroom and being totally comfortable. Back in the day, I had no idea. I had no idea that that stuff was going on. I, I had absolutely no idea that some of that stuff was happening in my own hometown. So please don't try to dump that you know, white guilt excuse on me, and and please don't try to group me into those folks that seem to think that they are woke. I'm I'm not part of that. I'm I'm not into that. I'm not into that. I have black brothers and sisters, and I love them to death, and it has absolutely nothing to do with all that shit that happened in the 60s. It absolutely not. So, let's talk about that in the next episode. I think we're going to have a lot more. This is going to be a multi-part series. Stick with us. Do you have a product or a service that you think our audience would love? Then why not consider podcast advertising right here on the Contrast Project Lounge or on our sister YouTube channel. The advent of digital media has forced a rethink in traditional advertising, with half the world's population now with internet access online, brands now have to target the growing online market. The popularity of visual content has increased as more users look for instant gratification in their content. From online videos to TV commercials, one thing that hasn't changed is the need for a video script, an audio script, and some way to meet the needs of the masses. Whether you want to launch a new product or service, promote your brand or band, announce a promotion or a sale, a commercial is always the most effective strategy. Whether you use online video or an audio podcast, your advertisement can greatly impact critical metrics for your marketing campaigns. You can find a link in our show notes where you can learn more and work with us on our website and far beyond. Plus, you're supporting our show.